Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 65, The Sharp Beer Palette. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Matt as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. And yourself? Good, good. How was the trip coming here? <laughs> it was a two-minute walk, so it was actually uneventful. You had to camp, you had to camp out for the night and yeah, stuff like that? <laughs> not too bad, actually. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, I have you here now. We actually had his girlfriend on one of my first few episodes, on episode five, which was about poetry. So... He's episode 65, she was episode 5, so... Yeah, we were just talking about that. I should have been on earlier, and I apologize for that, but you finally convinced me to join up. Well, we have you here now, which is... Per- oh, I say we, I have you here now, but it's finally happening, which is great. But before we go too deep into your topic, your hobby, who is Matt, who lives two doors down, or two <laughs> minutes away? <laughs> um, well, I do research for a living in, at, at the Children's Hospital. And when I'm not doing that, I'm playing soccer with uh, you, Alex, or I'm uh, just kind of kicking back, hanging out with friends. Not too much is exciting about me, but <laughs> I like I just it keeps me happy. Yeah, well, you know what? Your life is more exciting than mine. Mine is so boring that I have to find other people's exciting life. That my <laughs> hobby is other people's hobbies. That's how exciting <laughs> my life is. Uh, but yes, speaking about which to make my life more interesting, what is your hobby? Well, I like to uh have craft beers as uh, simple as that it's kind of like i like to try new things and in, in the realm of beer at least but when it comes to food and everything everything else i'm kind of more picky but with craft beers i'll have anything and anything so so would you consider yourself a craft beer enthusiast uh <laughs> in a nerdy kind of way i guess so yeah <laughs> so wait how did you get introduced to craft beer it must your first beer must have not been a craft beer must have no been no i drank uh I think it was a black blue or something like that. Something god awful. Especially when it's your first <laughs> beer, you're not going to like enjoy it anyways. But um, yeah, first craft beer was kind of end of university when my uh, roommates kind of started getting me into it. Of course, I'd make fun of them first, but then after uh, I would have a couple of his and they would taste a lot better. So I just kind of went with it. Do you still remember that first craft beer you had that like just started your interest for all of them? I think it was Tank House, which is, yeah, Mill Street, which just had a little more flavor than I was used to seeing or tasting. Did you have that recently or? You no, yeah, I haven't touched it in probably years now, actually. <laughs> now you're like, you know what? Maybe I should just go back just to taste, see if it tastes the same. Yeah, it, probably nostalgia just tinged it. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I've had it. And right now it, it, it was a good beer. And have you had it? I have not had it. I... All the craft beer that I have I have had, I've come through you. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I bought this beer. I'm like, and he's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, oh, good. I don't. I was waiting for your advice about it because I wasn't sure if oh, it was geez. a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> You're my go-to craft beer enthusiast. Well, we might be in trouble then because I have a kind of a particular taste, but um, not everyone shares it, of course. But You haven't steered me wrong yet. So <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good then. <laughs> and so what would you say is the best part about learning about craft beer or just the whole craft beer experience you know what is surprisingly it's not about the beer itself it's more about the community of uh like a craft brewery that is involved in it i know uh i've been to many craft breweries and they're just so much more connected with the community around them that's a large reason why i like to support them it's just because they're kind of more homegrown people and they're not the big nasty corporations that you hear about so especially in my hometown of uh, Whitby, there's a uh, quite a few craft breweries now that are really connected with people and do like trivia nights and the host run events and whatnot and just yeah. And has it has it become more popular in your hometown? Like yeah, there are oh, more yeah, and more people doing it? Yeah, it started off with one and then it just kind of grows from there. So I think there's four now. So yeah, it's always something new to try when I get back, which is kind of exciting. Now this might be a hard question, but do you have a favorite one from your hometown? 
Uh, favorite brewery would probably be Five Paddles. They don't can too, too many beers in the LCBO, if anything, actually. They're just kind of more experimental, which is kind of cool. So, I don't have to like every craft beer I try, obviously, but um, I just like trying new ones. Speaking of which, do you have like a database or some sort of spreadsheet that you try to determine, like, I like this beer and different criteria for these beers? You know, I really should, but there's a few apps I could have downloaded, like Untapped or probably I think the beer, it's called the Beer Passport or something similar like that. But I just never got around to it. I just kind of enjoy the moment. And I don't kind of ha- want to be looking at my phone and tapping the results and rating it. I just kind of put it in the memory bank see if I had or not, and yeah. Now, you say you do like the hometown, the little guys, the passionate people. Yep. So, are you a fan of imported craft beer or not so-so? Not to sound too much of a snob, but probably if I had to choose one imported, it'd probably be something from Germany. They're kind of the more purists over there. There's a few Hefeweizens and Pilsners that are super tasty, but other than that, I kind of just try to stay local. Speaking about Germany and abroad, have you traveled anywhere and just... No, I haven't, but I've heard my buddy's gone there twice and he's just raved about it in terms of uh, the craft beer scene there. It's very, like I said, traditionalist and purist and um, yeah, like less ingredients. So, it's something I, I would I need to do in my lifetime, that's for sure, is go to Germany just uh, to check out some different breweries. So, Germany is the first one on your list. It is, absolutely. <laughs> and I've heard good things about Amsterdam as well. A lot of good uh, breweries there, so... Just like Europe in general has to be, I need to check out. And so there's a lot of events for beers in Germany, in Europe. And how about in Ottawa? Do you go to a lot of those beer festivals or I events? Used to, yeah, I used to do a lot more, but uh, I've noticed that they're super expensive and you don't get the full beers, you get the tasters. So, which is good and bad, right? Because they cost more, but you get to country, uh, taste more beers. So I've done it for a few years in a row now, but I ended a couple years ago, so... Yeah, and, and Toronto, I went to one, which is probably the best one, just in terms of uh, the cost. And the, I guess it all depends if your your friends are going with you and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, if you're going with bad company, it's just going to be experience <laughs> worse. But at least you have beer there if you do have bad company. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, when you do try these craft beers, what are some key things you look for, for like, say, a new taste? Well, I'm huge in the fruity beers. I know some people love it or hate it, and I'm huge in the sours. So, I feel like there's always... Sours are really taken on life its own now and it feels like more and more breweries are spitting them out, which is good. So that's why I kind of, when I look for uh, in the grocery store or at LCBO or beer store, I'll look for kind of fruit-based ones to drive some people crazy, but uh, it's more of a summer thing, I think. Oh, so you wouldn't drink uh, like fruit-based during the winter? I, I, I definitely would. They're just a little harder to find. Okay. You know, yeah. You actually got me onto blueberry beer <laughs> yeah the blueberry wheat yeah, the, yeah yeah i just enjoyed it. my father i showed it to my father's like what is this i know i it seems <laughs> my dad's the same way but you know what it's very it's different it's cool i love it and for you when you do drink these beers do you collect the bottle caps the bottles i know some people peel the stickers or anything like that yeah me and my old roommate used to collect for rhyme and reason back in university the Collective Arts has a really cool thing they do where they print out different people's art and put it on the, the bottles and the cans. So we would peel the labels off there and kind of make a collage of it. But uh, other than that, I don't really collect anything else. Now, does the art on the beer cans or beer bottles, does that play a role in when you're selecting it? Uh, I guess whatever jumps out at me, right? Like that would jump out a lot quicker than something that's just not as creatively uh, labeled. So yeah, I guess, yeah, it does play a role in marketing aspect for sure. Now, this is a tough question, but if you had the chance to design a beer bottle or beer can, what kind of like design would you use? <laughs> I know it's really tough. 
Oh, geez, I haven't even thought about that. Um, like a lot of colors, abstract, or is it like more like, let's say rugged, like you see cars or I don't know, something more. I guess it would have to all be branding, right? Like when you look at a beer, you want to know, okay, if I'm looking for a specific type of beer, like some breweries are really good at it, where as soon as you look past it, you know that's a certain brewery. Kind of like what Collective Arts does with the the art label. As soon as I pass a bunch of arts, sorry, cans that look like art, then I know it's that. So for myself, I I don't know. I might do like the no name uh, route and just have like all one color. <laughs> so it you know says, exactly. It just says beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, not directly like that, but yeah, I'd have to think of a more creative name. That's for sure. But Something, yeah, branding would have to be there. So maybe something else that's similar. Was there one that really stood out for you and that you're like, wow, this is pretty cool and I really enjoy it? One. Um, like the design on the beer can or beer bottle. Oh, geez, I couldn't be specific. No. You love them all. I love them all. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And now speaking about loving it, uh, what would you say is your top three favorite craft beers? Oh, that's hard to choose, actually, since there's so many good ones. And I forget some of them, too. <laughs> that's the problem with not documenting, I guess. Beyond the Pale here in Ottawa has a, or had a good one, I haven't seen it in a while. It's called Party Animal. It's an Imperial IPA. And that's like the, my first kind of foray into the hop world. So it just like, I, I guess it was the most flavorful beer I've had up in my first started. So that was kind of a lasting impression that I've had of that. Dominion City makes a, well, they, it's like a super seasonal one. It's like a bumbleberry ghost. <laughs> so I'm not even sure what a bumbleberry is, but it tasted amazing. I actually got it down the street at Red Door, the Glow Coffee Shop, last year. And it's like the one that got away. I can't find it anywhere else. I'm not sure when they're going to make it next. And then uh, the third one, I think would have to be Bellwoods in Toronto. They're one of my favorite breweries just in terms of their sours. They have a, a Jelly King lineup that just, they make so many different kind of sours, like a, a guava sour or a strawberry sour. So any any kind of their sours, I would definitely pick up. Have you ever, when you go to these or get about a beer have you ever been to a brewer and just like did like a tour of how they make it yeah I, it's called like the brew donkey I've, I've done that and i guess that'd be the closest thing to what you're asking is when uh those who don't know it's a thing in ottawa where they rent a bus and you go around to three different breweries and then they kind of show you the process of how they make it and where they started it so that's kind of cool getting the history of some of these breweries and uh for you what is the most interesting beer that you've ever tasted that you did not expect that taste to come out. I was like, whoa, that was like so cool. So unique. It tasted like <laughs> oak pineapple. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's even worse than that. Actually, like, probably the most interesting was one of the grossest beers I had too. I've had, uh, it was like a maple bacon beer that I've had and they nailed the flavor, unfortunately. And it was like, it was like such a decadent dessert beer that just the flavor of bacon is the last thing you want it. Like <laughs> late at night when you're hanging around with friends. If you, I guess, if you, especially if you're drinking it. <laughs> of course, I love bacon, but not when you're drinking it. So they nailed the kudos to the brewery who nailed the flavor. But uh, yeah, that was my cup of tea. So it's kind of like those Lay's chips where they just like, you know what? Screw it. Today, we're going to make peanut butter chips. Yeah, it's ambitious for sure. For sure. Were there any beers that you just looked at the cans like this is the flavoring? You're like, you know what? I'm not going to buy that one. Oh, just because of the like what it said, like it's a maple. Um, I can't think of one off memory actually. The one that like I refuse to buy because <laughs> of the flavor. Uh, no, I'll usually pick up. I'll usually try everything once in terms of beers. So I pride myself on that at least because uh, a lot of areas of my life I don't do that with food. I'm pretty picky as my girlfriend can attest. And <laughs> yeah, so with beer, I kind of that's my where I kind of get a little more adventurous. 
And speaking about being adventurous, you're really good at with these segues. Have you ever <laughs> considered making your own beer or have you made your own beer? I've done it several times with friends. I guess half of them turned out to be utter crap, which is okay because you learn still. And uh, the other half turned out to be uh, somewhat drinkable. So I'll consider <laughs> that a win. So we made a coconut porter a couple years ago, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we tried, we roasted some coconut in the oven. We didn't use any extract, which probably we should have. It would have brought up the flavor a little more because it was very subtle when you use coconut, uh, what's called shaved coconut. So we dumped that in the secondary. Uh, the porter itself was okay. It was just really thick. So it didn't last that long. Like it wouldn't keep properly. So we had to throw out some of it. But when it first came out, it was actually pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, you got to run me through the process of how you're like, first of all, how you decide, like today we're going to try to make this flavor and then your process, like how do you start for people like myself who don't know how to make their own craft beer? Yeah, me and my friends have an unfortunate, I wouldn't say obsession, but we want to make kind of crazier craft beers or more adventurous ones, which can land us in some trouble. Like I mentioned, like we use ingredients that we haven't used before. We rarely just make a regular uh, IPA or a lager, even though those are probably a little easier to make than if you use fruit or whatnot because with fruit it can contaminate your beer a little bit easier. It's about a, depends on who you're doing it with, but a six hour process to do it all. And so, yeah, my one buddy who's now an assistant brewer at Trestle in Perry Sound, he had a lot of the equipment that we would use. So I would go to his place and start brewing up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> And did you guys like drink the beer like, yeah, this is good? Or did you just like take a sip and like, no, we're throwing it out? <laughs> well, you, you make the beer, then you have to let it sit for at least uh, maybe around six weeks. And then you have to bottle the beer or transfer it into a secondary carboy. And then so it, when you make it, you don't you're not really sure what you're getting right away. <laughs> It'd be a lot better if you could find out sooner if it went well or not. So you kind of have to do multiple batches and see where the error went wrong or whatnot. Would you say you developed a nose that you could smell it? Like when it's done, <laughs> you're like, yeah, this this smells right. It smells great when you're <laughs> boiling and like, making the wort. Well, like, it's basically just sugar water, which you have to ferment later on. But there is a certain smell to it that's really nice. So when you go to the breweries, that's the prevailing smell you get. That and the hops, of course. But yeah, you definitely get the smell. Are you currently working on any beers right now? Oh. Uh, we, my my neighbor, my really good friend, we made a blueberry beer back in, I think it was May, that we still have the bottle. So it's just sitting in our basement in our secondary glass carboy. <laughs> Usually you're supposed to bottle within six weeks or a couple months, but we've kind of just like haven't got around to it. So it's just sitting in his basement all summer long, which I get, it, oof, it's still good. You can still, we can still bottle it and we will, but um, it could turn into another uh, unfortunate disaster, but... That's what the price we pay. Who knows? You might be stumbling upon the next great craft beer. And if just we by did, doing this process. yeah, exactly. And if we did, we didn't write anything down, so that <laughs> we wouldn't be able to recreate it. You just buy buy another accident, and then once again, you forget again. Exactly. <laughs> we're very much go with the flow, which is okay. But uh, if something, if we make a really good beer, it's going to be unfortunate as well, since uh, we won't know how to recreate it. Would you ever consider having like a side job doing craft beer? A side job. Um, like selling it to people like a farmer's market. Yeah, maybe. I haven't really considered it, to be honest, but maybe, yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to promote uh, a brewery, like a specific type of brewery that I feel strongly about. Uh, I think So I think I would do it for that. You don't do it for the money, that's for sure. But you do it if you want to promote 
the brewery itself. Well, if you do ever choose to start a craft beer company or anything like that, I'm going to promote it. I'm going to say it in the description. You'll be the hype man for sure. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the only thing I'm good for, just hyping people up. Come check out this hobby. Come check out Matt and his craft beer. Come check out this basement where this beer just been sitting there. You've got high energy, so it's uh, not a lot of people can say that. My wife says I say, she says I have way too much of it. (laughs) Now, what would you say are some misconceptions about people who are craft beer enthusiasts? Um, that they won't drink the regular domestic beer and the Canadian Labatt Blue and whatnot. So, like, to be fair, actually, because there's a fine line between a beer snob where you won't go to a certain bars because they, they don't sell craft beer or just going with the flow and enjoying craft beer when the opportunity arises. So, I try not to be a snob sometimes, but a lot of my friends have similar uh, tastes, which is nice. But I'd say if I'm going out with my dad and he just wants to have a beer, then sure, I'll, like, I'm not going to say no because they don't sell particular beer. You're just going to have that smug face on your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I get it, I get it. It's, you you have a preference, everybody does. Not yeah. everybody likes everything. Yeah, but exactly. speaking of which, do you also like other types of alcohol? Let's say hard liquor no, or God, wine? No, God, no. No? No, God, no. So that's maybe why I'm jumping into the... I jumped onto this beer train for... Like, I went all in on it because it's pretty much anything I, all I can drink. Is it just... I sound like a raging alcoholic here, but <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I'm not that much... <laughs> Just talking about beer all the time, of course, it makes me sound like that. But uh, no, liquor, I just too big of a wuss. Just can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> no, I do know you have some grapes growing in your backyard. Have you ever considered making wine, even though you don't drink it? Just the idea of making it. Yeah, just something honest about making your own wine or making your own anything, actually. So it's a good idea. And I know my one, uh, my neighbor who I made the blueberry with, he kind of wants to try it. So I think maybe one day I will. Well, if you need to test guinea pig... I'm two minutes away. We've established that at the beginning of the episode. You could literally just throw the bottle at my house and I'll catch yeah, it. Yeah, you're a brave man, actually. <laughs> uh, so, what has being a craft beer enthusiast taught you in life? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. I think to support more homegrown and locally sourced uh, ingredients and breweries and whatnot. Just like I said uh, in the intro kind of thing, just... The way these guys really care about the community and put the energy back into the community. Yeah, it. I would. that's what I've learned, not just to buy the mass-produced just because it's a little bit cheaper or more convenient. Just go the extra step and kind of buy more homegrown items and not just for beer, but anything in your community. Speaking about the community itself, how is the community here in Ottawa? It's really grown since when I, when it, when I first got and caught into it back in around 2013. So it's been like six years now and a few more breweries have uh, popped up and I think it's gained widespread traction. You can see that in the LCBOs, of course. They've had like entire shelves and they dedicate a lot of the fridge space to craft beers now, which is nice because when I first got into it, it was a little bit of a niche thing. So <laughs> I sound like such a hipster when I say that. But <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but now it's just a lot more easier to get it now and... So it's grown. It's really grown. I know a couple of breweries have uh, in Ottawa have expanded, like Beyond the Pale. Have uh, they've moved from the original spot to a bigger location to be able to produce more? And I think Mississippi as well and Broadhead. I think those are the big three that moved. But yeah. And where do you usually go to gain more information about new craft beers? Let's say Reddit, magazines, other websites. Uh, probably Instagram. Actually, I follow a lot of breweries, and whenever they drop a new beer, they'll drop it there first, pretty much. So that's a great way of just checking out what's new. And if I have to go, I'll go to their website, find out more about it. 
And uh, speaking of websites, it, a lot of breweries are breweries, sorry, are mailing their beer now, so you can order beer online, which makes it even more convenient to buy something if you like, especially from a brewery. Uh, Another side of Ontario would be easier to go to rather than hoping it's in the LCPO. So, yeah, it's been easier to get it, which is nice to see. Now, when they do do it over online, do they ship it to your house or do you have to go pick it up somewhere? Because I can imagine that if you're in the middle of the day at work, you don't want your beer sitting yeah, out no. the front porch <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, exactly. That would get stolen so quickly. <laughs> they ship it to the local post office, I believe. Okay, so yeah, your local post office actually... is a minute away. It's on my way to you. <laughs> so if I order something, we should uh, I'll pick it up and come over to your place. Perfect, perfect. It's just I could just imagine the post office just full of beer. It just becomes a <laughs> mini beer store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. And so for this hobby, do you want to present it to the world or keep it more as an escape from reality? So let's say you just want to keep it for yourself. Uh, no, I think the more the merrier. Like I said, I'm not a hipster that wants to have it just still be a niche thing where only a certain amount of people can enjoy it. I think it, it's, a, it's a positive thing. So why not share it? Has learning about craft beer, the whole craft beer experience, has that ever stressed you out at any point? Whether it's making it or just trying to get the right information or knowing where to go to get the right information? Stressed out, maybe my wallet, but uh, <laughs> it's a little more expensive for sure. But I think the most stressful thing is just uh, making it and collecting ingredients and making sure you have the right equipment. But even that is fun. Like, I feel like it's not how the beer tastes at the end of the day. It's just making it with friends. So I feel like I identify that strongly when local craft breweries have it and you know the same people who are brewing it and whatnot. So yeah, it's more about making it. And on the flip side, has it ever happened, let's say you had a long day at work and you come back home, you say, you know what, I want to try to just make craft beer. I just want to sit on the couch and just enjoy this one beer just for the taste and just to relax and enjoy my hobby. Absolutely. I'd rather just a <laughs> few times where I'll just, yeah, kick back in the day and just have a beer. But I'm, of course, I'm not adverse to just having, I don't know, like a Michelob Ultra or something, something crisp and easier on the palate. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not that picky, but I would like the flavor profile when I, uh, yeah, when I kind of want it. I want it when I, I want I'm it. Not, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. Exactly. <laughs> and what was your biggest challenge when you first started this hobby? Biggest challenge, um, like I mentioned earlier, it wasn't that widespread. So just finding different ones was kind of difficult or maybe just lugging it to, especially in wintertime in Ottawa, just lugging it to a brewery that you want to try a new beer, especially because they're limited releases. So you're not going to see it in the summertime or it doesn't stay at the brewery that long. So lugging in the wintertime and lugging at home, but you do it for love. <laughs> <laughs> the love of the beer. The love of the beer. <laughs> now, this might be a stupid question, but is there a better season for craft beer in your opinion um a better season it depends on your tastes because i know now it's september so a lot of the oktoberfest beers are in the pumpkin beers are coming in i'm not a pumpkin beer kind of guy i'm a friend myself but i'm not sure if you are i am whatever kind of beer you suggest that i drink <laughs> that's the kind of beer i like <laughs> well probably uh spring or summer that's when this uh the fruit beers come out but also there's something to be said about winter in like a nice dark stout or a porter so I guess every season has their advantages. And this is another stupid question, but uh, do you prefer can or bottle? Because I hear some people saying it ha has an, inf an effect on the taste. It doesn't matter to me. I know a lot of old, uh, breweries used to sell in growlers, which are like giant bottles. But um, no, it doesn't matter. Like, canning is easier to carry and bring home. And yeah, I think if anything, probably tall cans. And what is your current biggest challenge? 
current biggest challenge is to get my dad into craft brewery. Uh, craft beer, sorry. He is very old school. He'll like his Molson Export or Molson Canadian, which is nothing wrong with that, of course. But whenever I try to offer him another beer, he I'll give him credit. He tries it, but he'll absolutely hate it. So I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong. Giving Maybe he just has a completely different palate than I do. But uh, yeah, I recommend a lot of beers to my friends and they usually enjoy them at least. Or, or if they're lying to me, then they're good liars. I, I enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy the beers you recommend. <laughs> I am not lying. <laughs> But I guess it would be, uh, yeah, just try to get my dad on board with something, anything. Um, have you convinced him for any kind of beer? Like you saw some progress at one point? You know what? I'm thinking my, no, I haven't actually. That's the, that's the sad part. So I guess it's more <laughs> of an ego thing now. Maybe because I just keep on trying to push the fruit beers to him and it just, it's a no go. My dad's the exact same. He's like, what is, why, why, why? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's, I guess, yeah, he just likes what he likes, right? And you can't argue with that. Yep. Uh, so I guess I'm just as hard headed as my father. <laughs> <laughs> And do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up craft beer enthusiasm as a hobby? Yeah, don't be afraid to try new things. I know it's uh, easy to get comfortable in what you like. But um, yeah, you can. there's plenty of different breweries out there. And if you even if you go to them, they'll explain what the beer tastes like so you don't have to waste money. Like Usually they'll give you samples um, so you can find out what you like before you buy. But try not to be intimidated by the... Again, because there's some people who are absolutely diehards in craft beer that will almost shame you for not drinking a certain type of beer or not liking it. So just kind of drown out the background noise of when they speak and just try to just follow your palate. And if you like something awesome, if you don't, then that's okay too. Yeah. It's very subjective. Taste very buds subjective. Change. Yeah. Everybody has different tastes. Exactly. I, can, I forget. To, I forgot to ask this at the beginning of the episode, but do you have any social media links or websites or anything like that you would like to share? It can also, it can be your own personal websites or sorry, social media links or anything, or even websites that you like to go to, to gain additional information. I wouldn't say follow my personal page of Instagram because I'm, <laughs> I don't post that much on it. Sometimes I'll post beer related items, but mostly it's just pictures of a uh, nature or dogs. So, so which goes great with beer. Yeah. <laughs> if I can recommend anything, just find the town you're living in and chances are they'll have a craft brewery. So just Google your town, craft breweries, and try to just browse their, their, uh, what beer they sell and who they are and why they started. They usually have a pretty good about us section and just try to learn more about the local businesses around you. And I would imagine today it's just becoming more and more popular. So pretty much every in any town should have one somebody who's like inspired to create a new beer so yeah, yeah go out don't be shy talk to people exactly so, hey you like beer yeah all right show it's me how you make it great way to connect and meet new people and it's an icebreaker and yeah yeah and uh so the last question is one where i'm never prepared for but i'm always <laughs> excited for do you have any questions for me about craft beer kind of i maybe it's a two-part question and i feel a little bad because i'm rehashing when you're uh when you're questions but what is your favorite beer my favorite beer oh god the names are escaping i there was one okay it was at metro <laughs> that's not like a, that's not like a witness protection trying to describe like yeah a, all right so the, the beer can was tall it had multiple colors but uh you know what no actually i like the beers any beers that has blueberry you got me hooked on blueberry beer. The blueberry okay okay that's fair i can respect that of is course. there is there a one specific blueberry beer that i should taste i think that's one you've had is the broadhead one that's probably the most blueberry-esque we can find probably the easiest to find in ottawa at least um the other question is if you had to make a beer what would you want in it to kind of make it like yours um so 
I'm that kind of cook that just improvises a lot. Right. And I like to try new things. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. When I was younger, I, well, I'll get back to that when I was younger, but I, I would try, I'm definitely on the fruit train. So oh, I yeah? don't know, maybe whether it tastes good or not, I'd try maybe pineapple. Oh yeah. Welcome I board. don't know the tangy taste. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how it works. My mind doesn't think the logic is like, oh, pineapple. I like pineapple. It looks good. Yeah. Now this is like figuring out how the hell you get it in there. Well, basically my mind's like, oh, I like this food individually. I like this food individually. So that's why when I was a kid, I'm like, I like spaghetti. I like cheese. I like ketchup. I like peanut butter. Let's put them all together. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it, oh, was, it was not good. No kidding. But I guess that's how like new foods are created is by combining two different foods you like. And yeah. I would imagine it's the same thing for beer. So maybe pineapple. I, I'm is, sure. Is that a good idea or a bad yeah, idea? Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of pineapples beers out there. So I think you could do it for sure. How about banana? <laughs> yeah. Usually you don't put actual banana in beer, but you like, <laughs> shove it in. Uh, <laughs> A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of hefeways and they taste kind of like banana-y, clovey. So yeah, I can give you. I can actually give you one of those. Really? Oh, yeah. I would love that. I know it's. I was with Amber and actually we found it. So okay. So the better question is: Is there a fruit I should not use in a beer? Maybe not a particular fruit, but don't use bacon. <laughs> don't use bacon. I knew someone who uh, actually was an avid home brewer who tried to make a bacon beer. And instead of using, I'm not even sure if, if bacon extract is a thing, but he just fried up a ton of bacon and then brewed his beer and then <laughs> dumped the bacon into the, into the beer, into the secondary. So, it sits there for three weeks or three to six weeks. And then after that, he went to go bottle it and just the bacon at the bottom of the, car, the glass carboy was just atrocious. Oh. So, don't use that. So, any non-preservatives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's good to know. So, uh, yo, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on and opening my mind up to all these horrible things that I could possibly create <laughs> yeah. that could maybe kill somebody, but I don't want to kill somebody. But my imagination is running wild now and what kind of beers I can make. I'm like, just the guys like, ooh, that's a tree with fruits on it. I don't know what that fruit is, but I'm just going to take it and turn it into <laughs> exactly. a beer. You should. There you go. But uh, yeah, so if you guys are interested in craft beer, by all means, go check out your local craft beer area, your stores or anything like that. Go online, gain information because I'm sure the community is very opening. It's not competitive cutthroat. People no, surprisingly not. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. It's very welcoming. And if you would like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them. Maybe creating a craft beer is like something new for them, something cool, something that will help them relax. It's like kind of like cooking, but you can get drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but once again, control the limits you drink. Uh, I'm not your father. You could do whatever you want. That's just my word of advice. <laughs> but once again, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you having me on. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.